Hello, and welcome to another edition of America's Godly Heritage. Today we're going to be talking about our national motto, In God We Trust. Some of you are thinking, wait a minute, I thought E Pluribus Unum was our national motto. Well, you're sort of right. E Pluribus Unum is a Latin phrase which means, out of many, one. Our founding fathers used it to describe the fact that 13 colonies united into one nation. Although it has never been made an official motto of the United States, the phrase appears on the Great Seal of the United States, which was designed by the Founding Fathers, and also appears on U.S. coins and $1 bills. Its prominence does imply that it has been regarded as another, though unofficial, motto for the country. Further, its lesson of unity despite many differences is of vital importance today. We are suffering through many issues tearing our nation apart, such as vaccine mandates, accusations of systemic racism, and potential voter fraud. Far too many people are focusing on what divides us rather than on what brings us together. We need to remember that we are indeed, out of many, one. But that's not the subject for today's episode of America's Godly Heritage. Today, we're going to take a look at In God We Trust, the official national motto of the United States. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, a motto is a short expression of a guiding principle. This means the United States is declaring it trusts in God for its values and for the standards by which it behaves and makes decisions. Mottos are not decided upon flippantly. They're not advertising slogans. Our governmental leaders did not pin a bunch of catchphrases onto a dartboard and then throw a dart to decide the winner. No, national mottos are serious business because they inform the citizens of the nation and the rest of the world what its core values are. President Eisenhower signed the national motto into law on July 30, 1956. However, the phrase, In God We Trust, had been kicking around for quite a while before that. Thomas Kidd, who wrote a biography about Benjamin Franklin titled, Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father, states that during his research for this book, he found, in a list of regimental banners for Franklin's Volunteer Pennsylvania Militia of 1747 to 1748, sticking out like a sore thumb, is one with a coronet and plume of feathers with the motto, In God We Trust. Kidd also points out that these banners were designed and sewn by supportive women in Philadelphia, and most of them contained biblical or classical allusions or Latin sayings. That's allusion, as in referring to something without mentioning it directly, not illusion, as in something that seems real but isn't. So the banners often had pictures of biblical or classical stories or quotes that were intended to boost morale or to reflect a character trait of the unit to whom the banner belonged. Keep in mind that in the 1700s, individuals were much more familiar with the Bible than most people are today and that society revolved around the moral teachings and laws of the Bible. Therefore, it would not be unusual to choose a Bible verse as a regimental motto. In this case, the motto most likely comes from either Psalm 16.1, which states, 
Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust, in the King James Version, or Psalm 56:11, which states, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. That's also in the King James Version. Considering the banner was for a regiment that could face dangers, the motto makes sense. We as a group are asking God to protect us and we are trusting him rather than fearing what others could do to us or what might happen to us in battle. The saying rose in prominence a bit more after Francis Scott Key wrote The Star-Spangled Banner in 1814. The Star-Spangled Banner went on to become our national anthem, but that is a story for another episode of America's Godly Heritage that you can find on Patreon. Held on a British ship, Key witnessed the bombardment of Fort McHenry in Baltimore. The poem relates his concern that after 25 hours of bombs bursting in air, he would still see the star-spangled banner flying over the fort, which meant the fort had not surrendered to the British. He did indeed see the U.S. flag flying proudly after the bombardment, and in his joy he wrote the fourth verse. O thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. As the decades passed through the 1800s, the star-spangled banner and the motto, In God is Our Trust, grew in popularity, and the flag became a patriotic national symbol. It gained special significance during the Civil War, a time when American values and identity were fought over. Northerners sang the star-spangled banner to show their connection to the flag and the nation. Well, at that point in time, it was half a nation. And the 125th Pennsylvania Infantry followed in their ancestors' footsteps by using In God We Trust as its battle cry, particularly at the Battle of Antietam. And the North was not alone in this. The Confederacy also declared its trust in God during the war. Now, I'm not going to get into how the Confederates could possibly have thought that God supported their cause to continue living in a world of slavery. Suffice it to say that they did, and Confederate troops also proclaimed their trust in the Lord. For example, the 6th Louisiana Regiment had a banner that stated, Let us alone trust in God. In essence, civilians and soldiers from both sides proclaimed their trust in God, looking to Him to guide them, protect them, and lead them to victory. This heightened awareness of God wasn't taking place only among the military. It was also affecting civilians. Secretary of the Treasury Salmon P. Chase received many requests from citizens to recognize God on U.S. coins. As a result, Secretary Chase wrote a letter on November 20, 1861, to James Pollock, director of the Mint at Philadelphia, directing him to prepare a motto. It reads, Dear Sir, no nation can be strong except in the strength of God or safe except in his defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. 
you will cause a device to be prepared without unnecessary delay with a motto expressing in the fewest and tersest words possible this national recognition. Pollock's reply says, We claim to be a Christian nation. Why should we not vindicate our character by honoring the God of nations? Our national coinage should do this. Its legends and devices should declare our trust in God, in Him who is King of kings and Lord of lords. The motto suggested, God our trust, is taken from our national hymn, The Star-Spangled Banner. The sentiment is familiar to every citizen of our country. It has thrilled the hearts and fallen in song from the lips of millions of American freemen. The time for the introduction of this is propitious and appropriate. Tis an hour of national peril and danger, an hour when man's strength is weakness, when our strength and our nation's strength and salvation must be in the God of battles and of nations. Let us reverently acknowledge his sovereignty and let our coinage declare our trust in God. As they were developing the motto, they discovered a January 18, 1837 Act of Congress, which stated that Congress would decide upon any mottos being added to the coins in the United States. The revised designs were then sent to Congress for approval, and the motto, In God We Trust, first appeared on the 1864 two-cent coin. In 1865, Congress approved the motto for all coins. House Speaker Schuyler Colfax noted, The last act of Congress ever signed by President Lincoln was one requiring that the motto, In God We Trust, should hereafter be inscribed upon all our national coin. Although there have been periods of time when the motto did not appear on certain coins, such as it not being on the five-cent coin from 1883 to 1938, since 1938 all, that's all, U.S. coins have been inscribed with In God We Trust. During the 1950s, the Cold War with the Soviet Union was heating up, and the government wanted to demonstrate how the United States was the polar opposite of the Soviet Union. One way was to contrast the atheism of the Soviet Union with the freedom of religion in the United States. Thus, the first stamp bearing the motto, In God We Trust, was issued on April 8, 1954. President Eisenhower declared, America's greatness has been based upon a spiritual quality, symbolized by the stamp that will be issued today. Regardless of any eloquence of the words that may be inside the letter, on the outside, he places a message. Here is the land that lives in respect for the Almighty's mercy to us. Each of us, hereafter, fastening such a stamp on a letter, cannot fail to feel something of the inspiration that we do whenever we read, In God We Trust. A few months later, President Eisenhower stated, In God We Trust. Often have we heard the words of this wonderful American motto, let us make sure that familiarity has not made them meaningless for us. We carry the torch of freedom as a sacred trust for all mankind. We do not believe that God intended the light he carried to be put out by men. Atheism substitutes men for the supreme creator, and this leads inevitably to domination and dictatorship. But we believe, and it is because we believe that God intends all men to be free and equal, 
that we demand free government. Our government is servant, not master. Our chosen representatives are our equals, not our czars or commissars. We must jealously guard our foundation in faith, for on it rests the ability of the American individual to live and thrive in this blessed land, and to be able to help other less fortunate people to achieve freedom and individual opportunity. On July 11, 1955, President Eisenhower signed into law the right to include In God We Trust on all U.S. currency, and it began to be printed on the back of paper currency in 1957. On July 30, 1956, President Eisenhower signed Public Law 84-140, which declared In God We Trust to be the national motto of the United States. Other modern presidents have also shown their support of the motto. President Truman stated, When the U.S. was established, the motto was In God We Trust. That is still our motto, and we still place our firm trust in God. October 30, 1949 President Kennedy declared, The guiding principle of this nation has been, is now, and ever shall be, In God We Trust. February 9, 1961 President Reagan proclaimed, Our faith in God is a mighty source of strength. Our Pledge of Allegiance states that we are one nation under God, and our currency bears the motto, In God We Trust. May 6, 1982 He also said, Ours is a nation grounded on faith, faith in man's ability through God-given freedom to live in tolerance and peace and faith that a supreme being guides our daily striving in this world. Our national motto, In God We Trust, reflects this faith. June 7, 1982 President H. W. Bush asserted, We are one nation under God, and we were placed here on earth to do His work, and our work has gone on now for more than 200 years in the nation a work best embodied in four simple words, In God We Trust, May 4, 1989. President Trump proclaimed, We will teach our children to love our country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag, and we will live by the timeless words of our national motto, In God We Trust, October 16, 2020. Over the years, the members of Congress also must have liked this motto because they passed all those bills to make In God We Trust our national motto and to etch the motto on our currency and stamps. In addition, in 2006, which was the 50th anniversary of In God We Trust becoming the national motto, the U.S. Senate reaffirmed it as the national motto of the United States. And on November 1, 2011, the House of Representatives passed a similar resolution. In addition, you can find the motto all over the Capitol building. For example, In God We Trust is inscribed in the U.S. House chamber above the Speaker's rostrum, above the Senate's main southern door, and on a stained glass window in the chapel. Further, Americans in general support the national motto. A 2003 poll by USA Today, CNN, and Gallup reported that 90% of Americans support having the motto, In God We Trust, on U.S. coins. 
the judicial branch also supports the national motto. In 1970, in Aronow v. the United States, a federal appeals court dismissed a challenge to the federal statutes that require the national motto to be printed on U.S. currency. In other words, the plaintiff was trying to have In God We Trust removed from U.S. currency because it mentioned God. But the court ruled that the use of In God We Trust was for patriotic reasons, not for trying to create or to support a government-sanctioned religion. So the use of God in that case was fine. In July 2010, a similar case was brought before the Federal Appeals Court in the District of Columbia, claiming that In God We Trust violated the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clauses of the First Amendment. However, the court ruled that the national motto was indeed constitutional. The Final Takeaway the national motto, In God We Trust, has been an important beacon in the lives of Americans for over 200 years. It has been of particular comfort and support during times of crisis, such as the War of 1812, the Civil War, and the Cold War. Ordinary citizens and governmental leaders alike sought to declare our allegiance to and dependence upon God in a very public way, by having the motto inscribed upon our currency printed on stamps, and engraved on government buildings. They realized that, individually and as a nation, we need to place our trust in God, not man, and we need to look to God for guidance and protection. We need to realize this today, too, and we have a very handy reminder every time we dig in our pockets or wallets for some change. Thank you for listening to this edition of America's Godly Heritage. I hope you have a great day. Bye! If you would like to help support America's Godly Heritage or to view the resources used to make this podcast, just go to patreon.com or vimeo.com and type America's Godly Heritage in the search box. You can also make financial donations at givesendgo.com. Again, just type America's Godly Heritage in the search box. We really appreciate your support. Thanks again. Bye.